The Pod Couple, original podcast. How can you stand and watch Death Leopard? I'm, I'm stunned. I need a glass of water. You might as well just sit in your car with your CD. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The Pod Couple, with Andy Mack and Guy Jogo. How are you, by the way? I'm very good, and since we last spoke, I've had a very exciting week, would you believe? Um, tell me more. Oh, you're going to... You know, okay, so I don't think I've ever received so many pictures of Roland Wright in my whole <laughs> entire life, right? But this whole resurrection of Roland, it, it's actually sort of catching on a little bit, and I think... I know you laughed and you scoffed last week, but I think people really want it. And I thought I'd go down in people's estimations, but actually I haven't. I think I've become a little bit of a legend overnight. Not quite gone viral yet, but I've done a little bit of homework. And the creator of Roland, who actually lives in LA at the moment, um, was looking at resurrecting him last year. So I'm going to push that a little bit so you've not heard the end of it. Just saying. Just okay, that's good. And obviously, that if, make you smile. If, if that doesn't work, I mean, you know, you could look at Ed the Duck. That could be one. Gordon the Gopher. Ed Gordon, mm, I'm sticking with Roland. That's okay. where my loyalties lie. And to be honest, the amount of pictures and the amount of comments I've had about Roland, he's getting a little bit of a fan base going. <laughs> so I, I just, I'm just shame on you for like. <laughs> with it, it? So what? <laughs> what? Watch this. Watch this space then. Yes, the resurrection of Roland. It's 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 imminent. I, I can feel it. But okay. Just All right. You well, might, I might want to share that with you. But see you see how that goes then. Mm-hmm. So if you missed the previous podcast, which is still available to download, we discussed how certain songs have the power to evoke memories. And I think the same goes for live shows. Now, you're kind of more involved with live shows than I am. Um, and and I, I think kind of, you know, whether it's music, stunt comedy, plays or musicals, it, it does provide a moving experience, doesn't it, and memories? It does. And um, I mean, obviously, I, I think we mentioned last week, I've been in this industry since like the age of 12. Um, but I remember one of the first things that there was, there was two shows that re- theatre shows this is that really stood out for me when I was young. The first was Joseph and his technical dream coat. I think that's when I was like, oh, I, I, I want to be in that. I want to be in that. And the second one, even though I was only young, that really resonated. Um, and I still remember who was in it. It was Kiki D, Con O'Neill, was Blood Brothers. Even at a young age. Mm that just i remember i was at the liverpool empire um theater obviously in liverpool and as young as i was at the time it just um it it, it stayed with me and i saw it a couple of times since as i grew older but the one with kiki d con o'neill and i just that never mm. got top for me if that makes sense yes yeah yeah on <laughs> concerts then yeah the last concert you saw oh um I was actually helping out like a little bit just with sort of radio interviews and that, mm. but it was Boys Life. And if you haven't seen them as yet, obviously they've got dates all around the country, I think, at the minute. I think they're doing another tour shortly. But two guys talk about chemistry and banter. Brilliant. Yeah. So, but that was like a work thing, really. But I still loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I tell you who else, because um, Rich, who works with with them and was with Boyzone originally I think he was one like the original sort of keyboard player he's MD for the Boys Life lads and stuff but he also works at Ronan Keaton and I saw Ronan back in I think it was 2022 I think it was at the Bridgewater Hall in Manchester Mm. oh my days you know sometimes you can you listen to artists and stuff and whatever and then you go and see them live and think 
oh that doesn't really sound like yes the, yeah the tracks Ronan Keaton for the the time he is, he is on there and he does not stop he's exactly as you as you hear him as you whether it's because um, I love the soundtrack from Notting Hill and stuff and that as, as well um, even some of the new stuff he does he sounds exactly like his tracks which I don't think many artists do Sometimes. No, there is that big yeah, thing, isn't it? Right. Yeah, there is that big kind of expectation, isn't it, that when you go and see a concert, it's going to sound exactly like as on yes. the CD yeah. or the record or whatever. Yeah, a, a mate of mine went. To, he was a massive, massive Meatloaf fan, and he went to see them at um, I think it was Leeds Castle, and he said it was just it was just awful. Really? He said it was one of the worst Meatloaf. gigs. Yeah, he said it was one of the worst gigs he'd been to. Wow. It's funny, isn't it? Because and I think with um, you know the live part is is very very hard and to to and we've all I think when people go to concerts they've got something in their head you know they've been listening on whether it's they've streamed it or they listen yeah. listen to certain tracks or even going back to like what we said last last week with vinyls and stuff and whatever you've got that assumption in your head so if you turn up and you're listening to someone live and you're thinking this sounds nothing like <laughs> what I'm used <laughs> to it's like yeah. I'll get me coat. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them. But I've got to say, with Ronan and stuff, out of most of the people I've seen throughout my career, he is just—you um, wouldn't be disappointed—and such a good showman as well. The gig that blew me away the most, um, and I, I did have that expectation because um, listening to the tracks, um, I, I was kind of like, "This, this is this, this is going to be good." It was Def Leppard. Um, secret rocker. Aren't yes. They played a. It was a homecoming sh- gig at the Don Valley Stadium in Sheffield. Um, Why can't I see you as a rocker? I'm, I'm trying to picture it, and I'm I'm struggling. I'm having difficulty. Do you proper like? Are you one of the headbangers? Do you no, 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 no. No, I'm not kind of. I'm not. I'm not kind of hard heavy. So, but you can't go to that sort of concert and just stand there, very sort of like, you know, conservative. No, well, I wasn't sitting down. <laughs> But did you, you said you weren't doing the headbanging and you weren't moving, so what were you doing? I can't remember, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just... You can't, you can't go to any concert and just stand there. You might as well just sit in your car with your CD. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Uh, what are you doing to the, the concert goers of the world? That's a, a, a shocking thing to admit. You just... You go what? It was a, I, I didn't sit down. I must have been moving. I must have been moving at some point. You might as well have done. You might as well have done. I must have been moving at some point. No air guitars playing. No little drum solos. None of that you were doing. You were just stood there. How can you stand and watch Def Leppard? I'm I'm stunned. I need a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) Another one that I didn't sit down at. Tina Turner, Woburn Abbey. Did you dance? Um, I think I moved a bit. What just to like get to your place or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then that, yeah, then when she came on, I sat down. Obviously. Um, oh my days, honestly. Do you know what? I, I'm never going to a concert with you. You're just <laughs> you can't, you can't go to a concert. And is, there. I'm going to move on oh, from this. I'm God. just getting slated here. So, is there is there um, somebody that you'd you'd like to see or, or, or wish that you'd seen in concert? I've got two. I've got two. Can I have two? Yeah, yes, you can. You can have two. I would have loved to have seen George Michael, and I would love to have seen 
Michael Jackson, even though when I was only a kid when he did Aintree Racecourse and where we lived in a place called West Derby in Liverpool, you could we were all outside in the streets because West Derby is about two or three miles from Aintree. You could hear it, you know, it just very faintly you, you could hear it going on. So wow. Michael Jackson, George Michael, I would have loved to have seen. Both. I've got Michael Jackson as well, but it was the it was the bad tour. That's a good shout. The thing with gigs as well is there's actually mm. more and more theme gigs, aren't there, with like acts from the decades. Mm. I think it's almost like kind of going down that road. Now, I'm very lucky being in radio. Stations I've worked for have run their own gigs with like a, up to a dozen artists at one event. So rather than paying a massive amount for a ticket price, I'm just wondering whether is that what concert goes want now? Do they want the the multiple acts? I think it. I think for the for the multiple act things, it's more of a festival vibe, isn't it, than um, you know your your concert sort of vibe. I think when when people are going to concerts and stuff, they they are loyal. They are, there is a huge fan base on depending on who it is. They they mm. do want to go and see that artist for that whole evening. I think when it's multiple, like your rewinds and your eighties, and as you say, your, the decade run ones and whatever, or the, even the tribute fests are massive now. I think you know your outdoor your festival type vibe i think people are happy with seeing multiple you know a number of artists on on that sort of scale for that sort of venue but i think for your concerts they're quite happy i mean i'd love to see billy joel's another one i'd love to see Uh, i would love to see him live um i think if you want to go to see whether it's billy joel or whoever whoever i think for a concert they're quite happy just you know seeing that one artist for the evening I think the multiple artists is the festival vibe. Yeah, and obviously you being in the industry, I mean, you'll know that tribute acts are massive now, aren't they? They are, um, and it's funny because they it, it can be a trend as well with tributes. Um, you know, I've got <clears throat> I'm working with a guy at the minute who's actually funny enough has got a Taylor Swift tribute who is selling out everywhere. Um, but you'll find with tributes. Um, they can work in some theatres and maybe not in others. Different parts of the country will, you know, different tributes work in different areas. Which I mean, there are some tributes which are quite generic, which will go, but it's it, like you know, maybe Abba, the Beatles, you know, things like that, which are timeless. Everybody loves that everywhere. I mean, I saw that at the Eurovision Village in Liverpool, obviously last year. But there are certain tributes that only work in certain parts of the country, certain mm. theatres. Yeah, so it's like a trend, I think, with with tributes the way it can, yeah. And obviously, if there's a big tribute festival on and you're seeing so many all at once, people might go to that rather than just go to a theatre to see to yeah. see one, unless they're an absolute mega fan. And interesting, you mentioned Elvis Presley because I kind of want to briefly touch on technology and advancements in you technology. No, I never met him, but he'll be around in November when his concert launches. His AI. <sighs> or his hologram um, that's launching in November this year the Elvis really? Presley in concert uh, we've obviously got ABBA Voyage as well is that going to be the massive thing as well is that, is that going to be the next thing where you get all the you know the legends who aren't with us anymore mm-hmm. like Elvis overtaking current artists that's where current artists then really need to step up don't they I mm. think we discussed this last last week where um you know, in certain decades, your 70s, your 60s, your 80s, every artist had that unique sound and you knew who you were like listening to. And these days we seem to be losing a little bit of that. Um, and it's 
like we said, of people who we listen to now, will we be listening to them in 10, 20, 30 years time? I, maybe today's artists need to maybe step up a little bit before, because I, I hope it doesn't, because I, obviously I know I work in the industry and yeah. I love live theatre, live concerts and whatever. So when you're coming out from a concert, um, you know, and you get that, I don't know, you know what I mean, that feeling you get, especially if it's been a good one and, you know, yeah. because it's yeah. all been live, the musicians are there and whatever. We do need to keep music live. And I think the AI things are, are very good, especially if it's people you cannot see no more. Mm. But let's just, you know, keep music live. Keep it live. Yeah, definitely. What do you think? Do you think that it'll take over? I don't think it'll take over. I think it'll be quite big because then, I mean, I know that the, the ABBA voyage was like years in the making. Um, and I know that the, the, I was watching a documentary on it and the the, the four of them, had to actually sing the song, sing all the songs, because they had the um, body suits on with the little, almost like little golf balls attached to them, so they could get all the computers could pick up all the, you know, the imaging. Um, mm-hmm. And they said it was like it was really, really hard work. I don't know. I, th- I think I think for yeah, certainly for Elvis Presley. Let's see how that goes, um, because if that takes off and that's a, a success, then who knows who else is going to be popping up? <laughs> I can't. Right. Well, let's not let's not go to a concert together. Then we got that sorted. <laughs> Can we talk about comedy for a sec? Hang on, let's start again. Can we talk about <laughs> comedy for a bit? Yes, let's. Let's move on to let's comedy. Stand up comedy is massive, absolutely massive. Um, I love it. And we are sport for choice. I mean, Michael McIntyre, Ben Elton, Bill Bailey, John Bishop—they're all on sale. They're all doing their gigs. I, I mean, yeah, Michael McIntyre, um, Peter Kay, actually for me. I really yes. like Peter Kay. I'm there. I, I, do you know, I even watched a little bit of it. I was watching it with um, our Nicky and Wilf the other day. Because sometimes, you know when you want to start the day off good, I think just even just 10 minutes of comedy. Yes. And it was the one where he was in his nan's, you know, the um, assisted flat I think she has, and he can't pull the cord. Because if you do, you get Dougie on the other end, go, Mrs. Kay, Mrs. Kay, do you want ambulance? <laughs> 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 but I think a little, 10 minutes of comedy every morning starts you off brilliant. That's yeah. That's my new mantra of the new year, to be honest. That's what I do. And that leads us nicely into our special guest. Let's bring in a comedian, writer and broadcaster who's no stranger to stand-up. It's Colin Manford. Thanks for joining us, Colin. If we can start by asking, how did you start out and did anyone inspire you? Right, this is going to sound very kind of bitchy, but the people who inspired me were the rubbish comedians at the time. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad, isn't it? But I obviously I used to go and watch comedy a lot with was our Jason was kind of um you know, get, getting his feet underground, he was headlining clubs and I used to go and watch him a lot and I was always like the class clown or the funny one in my friendship groups and I remember this one night being at the comedy store in Manchester watching I think Jason was the MC and the the act in the middle was terrible. I don't know who it was now, but he he, he was really bad. And I asked Jason afterwards, what did he get paid in the middle? <laughs> he, he told me, and I was like, if he's getting paid that and he's rubbish, I bet I could do this. And then I kind of prepared some material. Uh, I entered King Gong at the comedy store, and I died so bad. Oh, no. I was terrible. I, got, I, I lasted two minutes and got gonged off the stage, and I was like, oh, wow, it's harder than it looks. Did you always want to be a comedian, or was it kind of something you fell into? No, it wasn't until I was... So my first gig, I was 21. 
so up until that point, I kind of, um, it was acting. I, de- I definitely wanted to be a performer. Mm. I knew that much. Um, obviously, as, as, a, as a child, it was football like everyone. I wanted to be a footballer. And I got to year eight at school and I kind of just lost that passion and discovered improv and drama and I loved the drama lessons. And it kind of just went from there. But I want to be a performer. So it was only when I got to kind of university and people encouraged me to try stand-up comedy. And like I said, despite that first gig going the way it did, the following night... I did beat the frog at the Frog and Bucket in Manchester, and I won it. <laughs> and that beat gave me that. Frog. Yeah, beat the frog. Oh, listen, if you've not been, go go on a Monday night if you can. Jess Jess runs the perfect comedy club, but on a Monday night it is brutal. You you got five minutes. If you do the five minutes, you hear the frog chorus, which is glorious. But if you don't make the five minutes, uh, Beck, you're a loser, baby, please. That could have put so many people off, you know, because it didn't go right for you the first time. Because I think people think stand-up is quite easy, but it's actually really not. Mm. And uh, do you know what? That, that's more to do with um, I don't like letting people down. So I had booked in for both shows. And after the first one, I, I nearly cried in the foyer of the comedy store. And I was like, I don't want to do this. But I'd already booked Beat the Frog the following night. And I was like, well, I have to do it. So I kind of just rejigged the set, and I was getting these laughs. And that when you, that first laugh lands, the feeling is like no other. And then I remember getting to the four minute mark, and I started the joke that got me gonged off the night before. And two cards went up quickly, and I was like, no, 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 <laughs> that's a rubbish joke. Leave it. Who makes you laugh? See, I, um, I love the circuit. So even you know, my, my friends on the circuit are brilliant. Um, if you ever get out there, there's there's a friend of mine called Steve Shaniaski. And if he went on tour tomorrow, I would be buying tickets. No freebies. Spending a lot of time on the road, I've heard some comedians have their favourite service station. Now, Frank Skinner, for example, he's got a soft spot for T-Bay services on the M6 between Cumbria and Scotland. So I have to ask, do you have a favourite? Funnily enough, it is T-Bay. Um, <laughs> I think T-Bay, um, but ultimately any service station that has a farm shop you're right because you, you're getting hot meals you're getting fresh ingredients um all the other service stations are quite generic the wh smith it's got one or two fast food but sometimes you just don't want that stodge you're like oh give me that freshly made pie and and mash any day is that the one where you can buy the scottish kilts and all that yeah yeah it's, it's on the way up there yeah it's i don't know how many farm shop services there is in the uk but yeah if, if there is one that's what i'm stopping there if you go there, guy, you can get yourself kilt. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just what I need. Just what I need. <laughs> so if you weren't doing the job as a stand-up comedian and an MC, what would you be doing? I quite like the idea of being a teacher. Ah, OK. Any particular subject? Well, probably drama, because I'm not, I'm not academic. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Math scares me. My girlfriend corrects my grammar all the time, so English would be out. Um... So, yeah, I think maybe just something kind of pedestrian like, you know, drama and performing arts. And away from the comedy, can I ask how the training's going for the London Marathon? Do you know what? It's going really well, actually. So I'm doing I'm doing two. I'm doing the Manchester Marathon on the 14th and then the London a week later. Uh, it's, a du- it's a double marathon for... Wow. So I'm doing it for the Alzheimer's Society. Yes. Yep. Um, and that, so my nana, so Nana Manford was... She would have been 100 at Christmas, so she oh, she wow. did, just didn't make it. 99 she was when she oh, passed. And, she, oh, what an incredible woman. She Everyone loved her. She was an inspiration. Really funny. Um, and she had dementia in the end. Mm. And 
I thought I want to do something in a memory. I want to do something big. And I thought I've been running a lot. I run a lot anyway because one, I like to eat and drink, and I don't like the gym. And so, and I found running to be great for that. But also, you know, mentally, put my headphones in and I'm gone. And I, I mean, I just love it. So the football, I'll do a running challenge, and I applied for both because they're both hard to get onto. Mm. Then the space of twenty four hours, I accepted on both. Um, the training's going really well. I challenged myself last week to do a thirty k run to see what that was like. Um, I hit the wall at twenty seven, so it was right. tough. Yeah. Um, and so when I got back, my body was kind of beginning to seize. But I think my, my girlfriend does yoga; she loves yoga. And when I came back, she's like, "Do some yoga stretches," and she 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 taught me some, and it was always oh, amazing. And the next day, I could have ran again. It's in her best interest as well because if, if I'm out of action, I can't do the jobs. The bins need doing, recycling, the garden. You know, there's, there's a lot of jobs that I have to do around the house. Why do the guys get the bins job? I do the bins. I don't mind doing the bins. Well, you can come and do mine then. <laughs> Maybe that should be... Could that not be your next calendar picture then? Just dress as a bin man. <laughs> oh, honest to God, Colin, can we just clear this up while things are going a little bit public? That's Guy's fault. Hey, don't start blaming me for that. Colin, you are my witness. It started off just a Merry Christmas, everyone, on socials, but then Guy made a comment about the whole calendar thing and then people were trying to put their orders in. <laughs> but, Colin, you can back me up on this. Do you know what I think we should do? Because we've been asked to do this calendar, I think Guy needs to do it with me. Oh, that's a good shout. Same outfits. Oh, Colin, please don't encourage her. <laughs> no, honestly, Guy, we could do a pod couple type calendar with your good self. <laughs> Women will pay a fortune to see that, me thinks. <clears throat> Anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, Colin, when can we next see you? Um, well, to be honest, I'm doing more hosting at the minute. So mm. I'm having a website built, which should be launched end of Feb, fingers crossed. Um, I love hosting. absolutely love hosting. So, like, last, you know, I've, I hosted a, a dinner for Macmillan last week and I've done stuff for, like, the Teenage Cancer Trust and WWF and they're just fun gigs. Um so it, I'm doing a lot of that, but in terms of kind of stand-up gigs, if you just if people want to just check out my my Facebook, yep. I'm um, I post stuff on there at Colin Manford. Uh, I, I kind of at the minute I'm only within kind of the north, mm-hmm. uh, northwest kind of Chesterfield, Skipton, uh, Oldham, Manchester, um, and then just kind of. But there's nowhere I won't go, obviously, because that's as the performer, you have to go where yes, to go where the people. Yes. I, 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 I say, I say where the people want you. Yeah. It's where the money is. If the money's there, Colin's there. That's, if I'm being honest, do a gig at T-Bay. Yeah, a gig at T-Bay sounds good. Um, a big thanks to Colin Manford for joining us this week. I think we should all go up to T-Bay services. You get your kilt on and we'll go and see Colin after you've done your calendar shots. The Pod Couple with Andy Mack and Guy Jogo. It's not happening. Oh, we'll see.